Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. I really don't know if I'm going to be able to do this all in one sitting, but I'm hoping that I can. Um, I'm currently on my way to the Chick-fil-A to pick up some lunch for me and my family, but I wanted to get started on this podcast topic that I have been dying to talk about because, well, not really dying. I've been wanting to talk about this podcast topic though because it is one that is of interest to me and that is another book review. One thing about me and y'all notice because I do this literally all the time but I love book reviews. It's something about reviewing a book that I've read to me that is so interesting whether I'm raving about how great the book is or if I'm talking about like some of the things I didn't like about the book. It's one of my favorite things to do is to talk about books. So we're going to get started. The book that I just finished up reading yesterday was called Mr. Malcolm's List. And this book was enticing to me because I saw the trailer for it. So basically I was watching YouTube and a trailer for the movie came on. And initially I thought it was for the trailer for Downton Abbey, which is another movie that's coming out this summer. And so I was like, okay, I wanted to watch it because I wanted to see if it was something I would be interested in watching. And lo and behold, I was so enticed by this like movie trailer. It looked so interesting. It looked like it (coughs) was gonna be a good movie. And so I put it on my calendar to make sure that I would scheduled to get tickets for the movie and I was like let me go ahead and read the book so I put the book on hold and it said it was going to be like eight weeks before I could actually get the book right um and then next thing you know like not even three weeks later I get the book and so I was so excited to read this book because I I don't know like just like like I said the movie trailer looked so good and so I was like oh let me get the book like this book is going to be good so I read the book and initially I was like I don't know okay initially I was very enthralled by it or more so just excited at the prospect of it because I saw the trailer but for a book that is meant to be set in the 1700s it has very modern language and so at times it was a bit confusing to read because you are supposed to be set in this this you know old timey 18th century type of vibe but it still has this modern thing to it and so it's a little bit confusing because you're a little bit confused on what the setting is supposed to be um and so that was something that was difficult for me as I was reading it because there would be moments where they're using this kind of old timey old-fashioned language and then they're just using like regular dialogue language and you're like oh okay <laughs> alrighty then um And so it's definitely like one of those books that you can tell. So I saw that this book was written in 2009. You can tell it was written in 2009. (laughs) There is nothing that could convince you that this book was written any any earlier than 2009. Like it definitely, it was trying to replicate the language of the 1700s, but it did not do that very well. It did it to a degree good enough but it was not done well um another critique that i have of this book or not really critique this is more so just a statement um and this is fairly objective is that the book is easily digestible like it's not a book that you have to ruminate on it's not a book that you really have to think as you're reading along you can genuinely read through this book breeze through this book and um it's just one of those like kind of rom-coms that you just 
you you eat up everybody eats this up you know what i mean and so you can read through it quickly um and so it's pleasurably enjoyable though like it's one of those books that's like it's it's an enjoyable book to read even though you're reading through it fairly fast it's enjoyable um but it gives very much a well-made hallmark movie so i know hallmark movies get a lot of bad rep but there are some hallmark movies that are actually kind of interesting and that's what this book is like this book is one of those rom-coms that it's like you know rom-coms do get a bad rep but this book was kind of interesting for it to be um a hallmark movie and so yeah like you know whatever um so it wasn't that bad but it was good um the actual writing that was used in this book i have a critique on because the the syntax structure of this book and i'm I'm focusing a lot on the syntax structure because i have a book that i'm going to talk about later dune and i am in love with the syntax of dune and syntax is basically just the way a sentence is structured like where they place certain words and how they set up their adjectives and pronouns and nouns and da 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 like it's the way that the the sentence is actually written and i'm in love with the way that dune the author of dune uses syntax to his advantage like he just creates what he wants to do on a page and it's just so beautiful but in this book the syntax is predictable and it is basic (laughs) it really is like it really is there were so many moments where the same adjectives were used to describe something for example within the same chapter you have two separate instances that are both and they're both done at two separate times that are both described as stares unseeingly out the window so at one moment selena one of the main characters stares unseeingly out the moment and it's like girl we get it they can stare without seeing like it is that the only adjective you know to describe how they can stare like a lot of times authors will say they stare listlessly or they stare like there's so many ways that you could use different adjectives to describe that they can stare in so many different ways or you could just say stares out the window you don't always have and that's the thing that i find a lot out about a lot of um bad writers is they have way too many descriptive adjectives and so because they're trying to tell you what everything looks like it ends up actually being horrible And so the authors that I have found that are the best only describe when it's necessary. When it is necessary for you to describe, that's when you describe. Everything else, you're just simply like sharing what the setting looks like, sharing what the, but you're not just describing every single thing, every single moment. So a lot of good authors will just say they stared out the window rather than saying they stared unseeingly like we get it we get it we get it it doesn't need all of that it doesn't need all of that it does not take all of that um and so that's something that i found was really interesting and i was like um i'm okay i'm okay love i'm okay because she talked about they stare unseeingly um and it's like can we just come up with something else to describe the situation and then the writing is also indicative of somebody who wanted to have a romantic 18th century vibe but it's not executed well and it's just like what it makes me think of is it makes me think of comparing it to pride and prejudice which i mean once again i cannot compare books to other books because they're all written by different authors for different reasons but i feel like the vibe that this author was going for was for a, a vibe similar to the pride and prejudice where there's this guy who's very like haughty 
in the eyes of the people and he wants to find a specific bride oh my god i never even thought about this but it's literally trying to replicate that in a sense so this guy's very haughty and he's trying to like you know find a bride and da 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 and he's basically untouchable but everybody loves him everybody fawns for him and there's a girl who catches his eye and she's not like the other girl she's different and so then he ends up falling in love with her da 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 drama 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 but the thing that's different about that book is that it's written by Jane, Jane Austen first of all who's a great writer and second of all it captures that 18th century but I don't remember if it's 18th century I don't know but um, it captures that vibe that old-timey vibe very very well and the writing shows it and the writing is worthy of capturing that vibe this book does not do that and so while it is an interesting book and it's okay it's not well written that's that you know what i mean it's not well written um okay i and, and let me go I, I keep i feel like i keep hitting on this but it's just like it's so true like when i found out that the girl in the book so the main character selena said she was born in like the 1700s or something so and she's about 20 when this actual story takes place so when i found out that this book was supposed to be written in the 1700s i was shocked because the way that they were talking it did not make me feel like that at all and so it's just that's that shows you like when you get to that point it's like toward the end of the book when you actually find out that uh, fact about her and you're like oh i didn't even know that's when this was supposed to be taking place because it's like it nothing throughout the entire story really shows that and it tries to but it doesn't really like they, they've got balls that they're going to they've got gowns they've got da, 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 but it's not really you know what i mean um as far as character development throughout this is just the overview of all of the notes that i took and then i'll go more deep into the characters and more deep into my ratings on this analysis but um a lot of the character development doesn't really take place like mm, okay i'll say it like this selena doesn't have any character development as a main character malcolm is the one that has character development but it's only because he realizes how much he loves her that he ends up changing his list which is supposed to qualify as character development i say supposed to qualify because i have a i have a point to bicker with that 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 point um julia only develops because she's with henry now and so now she oh i need to be in this lane and so now she is supposed to be a better person because she's with a guy um <laughs> and then cassie has no character development whatsoever everybody else is just pretty stable characters like the parents and stuff like that um and it's like i don't even know like there's some of these romance stories and the way people get matched up is very predictable and i'll go more into that when i talk about the characters but you could just like a lot of the writing you could tell where the writer's going you could see why a character's brought onto the scene you can see little hints at what's going on and then you're like okay they're obviously gonna get together these are gonna be the two that get together which is not bad because i mean i even do that with new amsterdam i've gotten so used to new amsterdam and the way that that movie is i mean that show is written and so used to like what happens that i can predict what's gonna happen and be like oh so that's gonna be the new blah 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 blah. that's gonna be the new blue thing da, da, da. you know what i mean like it's just predictable it's easy to know not that it's not bad like just because something's predictable doesn't mean that it's bad like even though it was predictable to find out these things throughout the the book it wasn't bad like it was still interesting um and so let me go ahead and dissect these characters this is my favorite part because i'm so excited okay so 
Mr. Malcolm is this guy that everyone's fawning after. And the only real description that we get of him is that he's incredibly handsome, right? We don't really get, like, in the beginning, when we're, dis- when we're seeing how the character is described, we only get the vibe that this guy is just hella handsome. That's it. He's just handsome. And everybody and their mama want to go after this guy. Um, but guys, he didn't pick who he didn't pick everybody and their mama. He picked the only I'm just joking. Let me stop. <laughs> so everybody and their mama want to be with this guy. But he's untouchable. Like I said, it's giving very much pride and prejudice. He's untouchable. He, he's seen as haughty. Everybody thinks that he's so prideful. He's so arrogant. Da, 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 da. He reminds me very much of Dr. Reynolds from New Amsterdam because like Dr. Reynolds is the same way where Dr. Reynolds just he has oh not that he's haughty or prideful but he just has in mind what he wants in a woman and not in a woman but what he wants in a wife and that's what he's looking for and so I remember in New Amsterdam um Dr. Bloom like one of the other lady characters was trying to be with Dr. Reynolds and Dr. Reynolds was basically like I mean he did entertain her which is his fault like he shouldn't entertain her if he didn't actually want her but I could see where he was going with his other statement of the fact that like he didn't really want to be with her in a committed relationship because that's not where he saw his his future with a wife being like he didn't want to be with her because he wanted to be with a black woman that he could have a black family with like that was his whole thing and I can see like I can respect that you know what I mean because similarly not that I'm going so far as to say I would only date black guys but that it is a a dream of mine or just a desire of mine to have who honking it is a desire of mine to have a relationship with a young man who I can like, I don't know, like I would love to have black children and I would love to to raise my children in their blackness. Not that that has to be that because I'm also black. So no matter no matter who I marry, my children going to be black. <laughs> when you really think about it, like if I marry an Asian dude, my children still going to be black. And if I marry a white dude, my children still going to be black because I'm black. So no matter what, my children are still going to be black. But it like the idea of that is nice. Um, so I can see where he's going with that. And I respect that, but not to him. I still wouldn't be like, I don't know. The way he carried it through was a little bit iffy. But Malcolm, Mr. Malcolm is um, that same way. Mr. Malcolm has an idea of what he wants in a wife. And he's like this is what I'm going for. And I actually very much respect that because I feel like typically we see that in women. And that's why I was so interested in this movie trope because we so often see um, this taking place with women. We often see women are the ones that are making the list and they're the ones that have to check it twice, nothing being Santa. Uh, And they got to find out who naughty or nice. Like, (laughs) But a lot of times we see women as the ones who have this list and this is what they're looking for in a man but we don't I've never seen this trope before of a man having a list of what he wants and a wife like I've never seen that and so I thought that was so interesting and so I I applauded him I was like big ups to Mr. Malcolm for actually especially when he's portrayed as such a handsome character he's portrayed as such a handsome character that everybody is fawning after him when you have everybody fawning after you you kind of do have to have a list because you can't be in love with everybody like yes you can 
you know what I mean but you can't you can't be with everybody and so like you have to have certain criteria to say this is what I'm looking for and that's something that like I realized too because for me I realized that there are a lot of attractive people in this world there are a lot like when you really look at it there's a lot of attractive people but I can't be with everybody and so you attractive is not the only thing I can base my my uh my relationship off of and I feel like that's what Malcolm does is he's like or Mr. Malcolm let me stop calling him Malcolm because that's not his name it's Mr. Malcolm uh but I feel like that's what he does he recognizes he cannot be with everybody just because they like him and so he is literally out here like yo let me make a list and so he does make a list but I feel like he's a cool character we don't really see much character development I mean we see a little bit of character development but not much like the only thing that he really develops in his character is that like he loosens up his list a little bit but like I said I have a point to bicker with that because um I'm okay like I don't know it was just the way that it was carried out that I was like um no thank you but Malcolm is very much a, a jealous character like he's definitely somebody who he gets jealous way too quickly over Selena and it's giving very much problematic it's giving very much toxic and I don't because for me I'm not a person who is easily jealous nor why well, I was back in the day but now I'm not um but like I feel like when people when I see people who are easily jealous and they just like so quickly make assumptions like anytime she was with another guy he was jealous now granted he did have reason to believe that that he could I mean he did have a reason to be jealous because sometimes they would be playing tricks and like this girl named Julia like when you read the book you'll find out Julia like was constantly having a scheme to try to get Mr. Malcolm jealous and try to get him because she was trying to get back at him because basically he took her to the opera one time and she thought that that man loved her and so she is so used to getting everything that she wants that when she found out he didn't actually like her like that and he didn't want to be with her and then he told and then he told her cousin who's his bet one of his friends he told him like oh because she doesn't fit these qualifications on my list and so then julia got all mad and she had this whole scheme and so she brought selena into it because she was like selena what i want you to do is i want you to be the one who's attracting mr malcolm and then when you find out when he finds out that you or when you find out that he likes you da 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 da, da then bring out the list and kind of do like a little revenge a little reverse whatever and so I mean, granted, with all this scheming going on, it would make sense why Mr. Malcolm was a little bit jealous. But yeah, so he had reason to be, to be jealous in certain scenarios because like, like, why would you not be if you're constantly being schemed against and if it's constantly being portrayed that somebody is trying to uh, get with your girl and they don't even really like your girl. They just trying to get with your girl because it's like them trying to make a scheme or whatever anywho i was just like okay but still the jealousy aspect was a bit much it was a bit much um <clears throat> and i feel like him being jealous is like what prompted him to marry her like a lot of them were like oh let's just wait till he gets jealous and so i feel like that's what prompted him to get married i'm sorry i'm at chick-fil-a right now so i'm trying to like order i'm trying to get myself together um but basically like in the book he so his friend Cassie decides to take Selena out like in the carriage and go drive around and stuff like that. And he tries, Cassie tries to make it seem like Selena and him are flirting. And so that's supposed to push Malcolm 
because Malcolm's so jealous, it's supposed to push Malcolm to marry her. What? Like that? <laughs> what? Um. Okay. No. <laughs> I was like, in my mind, I was like, what's going on? Because first of all, why do you need to be jealous in order to be pushed to marry someone? Like, I feel like that's a lot. That's a lot. And jealousy is not a good foundation for a relationship. Can I just say? Um. No. And so. And him to have all that jealousy brewing in him, like literally anytime somebody who she would talk, like she was literally talking to her friend, Henry. So Henry is the one that ends up getting with Julia later on in the story. But she was literally talking to Henry and they know one another because Selena used to um, work for his his aunt. And so they kind of know one another through her. It's like they're acquaintances. She's literally talking to him and laughing with him for five seconds. Like they don't even like one another. And she's talking with him and laughing with him for five seconds. And Malcolm, Mr. Malcolm already getting jealous. Whoa, buddy, buddy. Like it really does not take all of that. It really does not take all of that. I feel like that's a bit much. That's a bit extreme. That's a bit OD. Um, but what do I know? What do I know? Anywho, I just said to myself, that's not an admirable characteristic. Like, I'm not sitting here like, ooh, I really want somebody who is jealous to be with me. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's, I get some points of jealousy. You know what I mean? Because that's your, that's your girl. But then at the same time, it's like every guy she's talking to, you want to be jealous. Like, calm down, boom, calm down. That's called insecurity. That's called you're afraid you're going to lose her. Um, and that's not going to change once you get married, right? You having all that jealousy brewing in you isn't going to change once you get married. So once he gets married to her, he's still going to be jealous about every person who's talking to her. Cause she's apparently she's supposed to be so gorgeous. She's supposed to be the most gorgeous girl in the world. And so, you know, that's not going to change because people are still going to be hitting on her. People are still going to be like attracted to her. So what are you going to do? Be jealous over every person who comes in contact with her? I don't think so. But I still like his character. And I see myself slightly in him because of the list that he created. And he has like qualities on the list that he doesn't even have. Like there are certain qualities that he puts on the list that he himself doesn't even have. And so I actually, at the end of the book, it tells you his list and it says Jeremy Malcolm's requirements for a wife, which first of all, requirements is a bit much. Like that's giving very much. You're like, I don't even know. Requirements for a list. Like I feel like I would think about this as like requirements for, uh, uh, I mean, requirements for a wife. Like I would think of it as like requirements for like requirements for a college requirements for a job like I, am i fulfilling a job description or am i becoming your wife like <laughs> i feel like that's a bit much um but anywho i see where he's going with it like i feel like in the grand scheme of things it's really not that bad but oh. hannah yep. oh awesome thank you so much Ooh. appreciate it my pleasure have a great day thank you um but i feel like the, even the like title requirements for a wife like that's giving very much um strict it's giving very much i don't even know like i just it's not that's not to me it's not doing it <laughs> but i see why he has the list like i agree on having a list i just don't agree on the way that it's carried out per se so the first requirement is amiable and even tempered 
agree with that actually you want to be with somebody who is friendly and who's easy to get along with people especially when you're in high society because mind you he's rich and he's got a lot of wealth and him and his family are in high society so you gotta be amiable you can't be coming in there like with high tempers and throwing a fit and a temper tantrum every single time somebody say something like you gotta learn how to how to be even tempered and so i get that amiable and even tempered that's his first requirement second uh <clears throat> requirement is handsome of countenance and figure basically just meaning she fine and if that's what you're attracted to hey do it you know what i mean if you want somebody who is fine get somebody who is fine and i feel like a lot of times people will sell themselves short buddy freaking go dog what are you doing what are you doing come on come on come on let's go he over here sitting taking his precious time like some people have some places to go okay anywho um but like i feel like a lot of times and especially in christianity people will make it seem like you can't like you can't want somebody who's attractive you just have to love them for their characteristics no like if you want somebody if that is important to you and you genuinely want someone who is attractive then i feel like if that's a desire you have and god is gracious enough to grant you with that desire then ask for it like there's no harm in asking and sometimes god will grant you that desire sometimes he won't like but there's no harm in asking for somebody who's attractive especially if that's what you want um his third is candid truthful and guilt guileless i don't know what guileless means but i feel like it's it's the same as candid which mind you candid and truthful are the same thing so he could have just said candid but um i'm not i'm not gonna judge that so candid and truthful yada yada he wants her to be converses in a sensible fashion educates herself by extensive reading a forgiving nature charitable and altruistic graceful and well-mannered possesses musical or artistic talent and has gen genteel relations from good society basically just mean her family ain't crazy um <clears throat> which some of these items on the list i feel like are a bit much like overdose but i also feel like the idea behind them is not wrong like you do want people who have a good relationship with their family and like good family like their family is is, is well um not well known what is it like well mannered and 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 you want somebody who like you can see they have a good upbringing that's what i'm trying to say they have a good upbringing you want to like you know what i mean and so like some of these things you can see the heart behind it and be like all right i give it that i would say do some fine tuning to your list because some of it's very surface level but if he just dug a little bit deeper just gotta dig a little deeper but i feel like if he dug just a little bit deeper he would find the true like desire behind like his list and make it a little bit better so ultimately i i feel you malcolm like mr malcolm is definitely a character i relate to and i've i liked him he was a cool character um like i said he didn't really experience much character development but he was cool and also um what was i gonna say there was something i was gonna say and i, I completely forgot about it oh later on or not today I, well not in this podcast i'm going to make another podcast um detailing my experience with list making because that's something that i've been thinking about a lot recently and been wanting to reflect on um because back in the day my list was very much like mr malcolm's where it was just like super surface level super od but i feel like i'm coming to find a list that i'm actually appreciating and as i'm refining this list as i'm growing and maturing i'm refining this list and i'm finding that this list is actually reflecting my actual desires but also being 
uh, well balanced enough that it's not putting heavy expectations on a relationship. Um, and a lot of my inspiration in that comes from Jackie Hill Perry and Preston Perry, which I'll explain more in my other podcast. So let's go on to Selena. Selena's the other main character. She's the love interest. She's the one that gets with Mr. Malcolm. She's dope, but I feel like her character trope is definitely not like the other girls. And that's all I have to say on her. Like she's a cool character, but it's giving very much. She is so not like the other girls. She's the only girl that's super attractive and reads books and knows about politics. And she is able to hold a sensible conversation and she's the only girl that attracted mr malcolm's eye okay we get it like ugh, it's overplayed it's overdone we get that she's not like other girls cool so that's pretty much it on her i mean nothing else really happens uh there are certain moments where of course you know miscommunication happens because a lot of times the plot is driven by miscommunication and that's something that is typical of hallmark movies and rom-coms is that there's a miscommunication and nobody speaks the truth nobody just sits down and says hey this is the truth and this is what's actually going on and let's hash this out and then the problem solved no they just go throughout the rest of the freaking book in the movie having all these miscommunication issues nobody's telling anybody anything and then at the end oh wow i didn't realize that was the truth like okay that's overplayed too and i feel like that's also a sign of poor writing that if miscommunication is the only way that you're able to drive your plot forward you need to develop a better plot like you need to develop a better writing skill that you that that's not the only thing you know what i mean because the entire book that was the only thing driving the plot forward was constant miscommunication there was no other plot other than constant miscommunication um julia is another character she's the one that um manipulated everybody and was very deceitful and was trying to get back at mr malcolm because she felt like he was embarrassing her and she felt like he had like she was really heartbroken by the fact that he had turned her down and basically rejected her which he didn't even do that he took her to the opera and then he just didn't really like he didn't because they call it calling but basically they would go by one another's houses back in the day he didn't do that to her and so that's an obvious sign that he wasn't into her and if he had continued doing that he would have made it seem like he was into her but he wasn't and so he just didn't like he didn't want to call her and so he didn't and like i respect that like if you don't like somebody you don't have to call them like you don't gotta go and act like you like them no and so she was just being a brat and her character is basically a brat the entire time because she just wants what she wants and she gets what she wants and she's very manipulative in that sense and so yeah and so then her character only changes whenever henry comes into play and because her and henry fall in love henry basically says like i love her and i don't know why i love her but i want to be there so i can keep her i can keep her actions in check or da 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 are you her nanny now all of a sudden like are you her mother like is that why you're here to marry her because you want to keep her actions in check like i don't find that romantic that you love her so much you want to keep her actions in check like she's manipulative and she's acting like a brat and you are like yeah i want to love her and i want to keep her actions in check like i would see if he was like i just love her even despite that but like that's literally a line that he said like he was like i want i love her and i want to keep her actions in check until the rest of time that's supposed to be is that supposed to do something <laughs> is that supposed to do something for the mandem because not me oh <laughs> uh, i'm okay and so anywho um but julia's character only develops when henry comes into play and that's when she starts being like 
a better person which makes it feel like you can only be a better person when you have a man which is like not true guys not true if you ever believed it let me tell you right now that's not true if you ever believed it that's not true you don't have to have a man to be better i mean it can happen like you can grow when you're in a good and healthy relationship with somebody so in that aspect yeah but you can grow and be in a healthy relationship with anybody like genuinely you can be you can be in a healthy relationship with your best friend and grow that's how me and kamari have grown we've literally grown so much in the few years that we've been friends like we have exponentially grown and it's kind of crazy to think about how much we've grown but we have and so you can have relationships that help you grow but that's not the only like you don't have it's like in my mind i was like that's the only person who did ever inspire her to do better like there's nobody else in her life that made her feel like oh i should actually respect people and i should not manipulate people to do what i want them to do and stop being a brat like no one else made her feel that way anywho <clears throat> but that's cute for them or whatever um the next person is henry i actually love henry so henry is the guy that ends up getting with julia um i love his dynamic with selena like him and selena are so like funny together because they just they seem like good friends and so even though they're not like they're just merely acquaintances but like i would have loved to see them develop a friendship in this in this book because mr malcolm ends up getting jealous and da 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 but like he gets jealous because he sees how amiable they are together and i like that i like that they like i don't know why but i just like the dynamic of friendship between them it seemed so cool and it was just like i don't know the way they talked with one another and joked especially because his aunt who was the lady that selena was working for um wanted them two to get together like she wanted them to be a match and I just, and it was so funny the way they were talking about it and they were joking like, okay, we gonna be a match for chess? Like, we gonna do a chess match? Like, we're a match to play a game? Like, they were, they kept doing that and it was just so funny to think that like, neither of them really wanted to match together, but they just like joked about like being a match for something else. And I just, I thought it was humorous. I really did. It was a, it was funny to me. Um, and so, yeah. Um, Cassie doesn't even experience character character development that's lord his name is lord cassidy but everybody calls him cassie and he doesn't experience much character development um at all in the story he and i would have loved to see him get some character development but a lot of times they a lot of times writers make it seem like characters only develop when they get in a relationship so i feel like i would have wanted to see character development by a different writer <laughs> that way the character development could actually be character development and not just yeah anywho then lady in 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 the book he makes it it makes it just seem like he's just the annoying clumsy cousin who always messes up stuff and doesn't really do anything right um lady kilborn is definitely giving dr reynolds mama so lady kilborn is mr malcolm's mom and like I told you, Mr. Malcolm reminds me a lot of Dr. Reynolds. And Lady Kilborn's mom gives very much Dr. Reynolds' mama. Like, her son is 100% a mama's boy. And she, just the way she talks. So, I watched I watched the trailer before I um, read the book. And I'm glad that I did because in the trailer, you have a lot of characters of minority races. 
um versus if i just read the book first i would have pictured them as white because that's typically what you do especially with the book of like that's trying to feign you know 18th century type of romance novels typically those are played by white characters and so but when i was reading because I had the trailer already in mind, I saw who those main characters were. And so I instantly pictured them as that. So in the in the movie, um, Mr. Malcolm is portrayed by a black guy. And so I pictured Lady Kilborn as black because that's his mama, right? And I just, I loved the way she talked because when I pictured her as black, I loved, I, I saw the way she talked. It's just, I don't even know. It's just so cool. Like Lady Kilborn is definitely one of my favorite characters. She doesn't come in until later. And I would have loved to see the dynamic between her and her husband a little bit more because basically she's over here giving love advice to her son, but her and her husband are basically on the rocks because her husband's not even living with them. And he only comes when he finds out that Malcolm is about to, or Mr. Malcolm is about to get married. And like, then they they have this kind of awkward dynamic between Lady Kilborn and Lord Kilborn, who's her husband. And so I just, I would have loved to see that a little bit more. But it's so interesting that she's giving him love advice and she herself is not even experiencing the love advice that she's giving. Um, but when she said, love cannot be planned so carefully, I felt like that reminded me of Dr. Reynolds because Dr. Reynolds is definitely, in his character in New Amsterdam, he definitely is one of those people that's like trying to plan out care. Like he wants to, he was ready to get married to that girl. Uh, I forgot her name, but she was the lawyer and he was trying to get married to her and like he had everything planned out. He was ready. He was ready. And like all this stuff he planned and just that phrase, love cannot be planned so carefully. Like I felt like that spoke so true to Malcolm's, Mr. Malcolm's character and to Dr. Reynolds character. Um, so these are just some further points on the book. All of the friends are scheming and untruthful. And I will hope no one ever does that to me. Like Mr. Malcolm definitely experienced a lot of stuff when his friend, these supposed to be his friends. Cassie is supposed to be his friend. And yet he's being manip and he's over here playing a part in um, the schemes to manipulate um, Malcolm. And all of them are just scheming and untruthful like they always scheming putting up something and it's just like i would hope no one ever does that to me when i get involved with somebody like kamari don't do that <laughs> please do not do that do not be out here trying to bend the truth and be deceitful so that i can end up with somebody like it's just that the whole entire book was them lying and saying this is this when it really wasn't even lady kilborn herself like she made it seem like when one of the instances they were going to the conservatory and she like schemed it so that basically malcolm mr malcolm and selena would have time together and they could work things out and then everybody would walk in an hour later like all the rest of the party would walk in an hour later and it would be all jovial and da -da 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 -da. so it's like girl like everybody scheming everybody untruthful i would hope nobody really do that to me when i get involved with somebody like please do not try to scheme away for us to have time together it just it, whatever it just it, no it seems like the resolve at the end of the book came a little bit too quickly a little bit too quickly it was definitely rushed um and malcolm changes his list at the end so malcolm's list i already read to you guys the list right and like i said it's not perfect it definitely could develop some work um but it was i felt like that was a lot more intentional of a list and one thing that he says at the beginning of the book which i resonated with was he was talking to lord cassidy and cassidy was like well well why do you, why do you even have this list it doesn't make sense and um 
Mr. Malcolm was basically like, hey, we have certain qualifications that we have when we want to bring a horse into our stable. Why would I not want my wife to have like if we take that much care at looking at like being that intentional before we even bring a horse into our stables? Why would I not be all the more intentional before I bring an entire wife into my life? You know what I mean? And I like that because that's true. Like you are so, there's so many things that we're intentional with in life. And then when it comes to marriage or when it comes to relationships, we're kind of just like, eh, whatever. But it's like, no, we should have that same level of intentionality, even more so of intentionality when we get into that relationship. And so, but then at the end, he changes his list at, and the first line is imperfectly imperfect. And like, when he changes his list, that's the first thing he says. First of all, first of all, first of all, I don't know what, I've never heard a man say that. I've never heard a man say, I just want a girl who's imperfectly imperfect. That is written by a woman. Like you, that's one of those lines that you can tell this. They want the women to eat this up. They say this one, shout out to the women. This one for the women. Because I've never, first of all, I've never heard a man say, I want a woman who's perfectly imperfect. That's one of those lines or imperfectly, perfectly imperfect. Yeah, whatever. Um, That's one of those lines that women eat up because they love that. People even get that on a shirt. And it's like, women eat that up for some reason they want to be perfectly imperfect and it's like girl we get you quirky we get you got whatever shut up shut up it's giving very much pick me vibes pick me no and so i hate that he even changed his list but that's the first line on his list and you can tell like this is when the author's voice starts coming in and not malcolm's like you know how there's a difference between the character's voice and the author's voice so the author is simply the one that's writing the story but the character's voice is like they're this when you develop the character they've got their own opinions their own way of 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 thinking their own way of whatever and then the author's voice comes in at the end and that's and when this new list arrives i feel like that's the author putting in her voice because this is what she wants somebody to say to her ma'am get out of here (laughs) get out of here (laughs) and then the there's another part of his list so the second thing on his list was makes me laugh boy shut up like your list at the beginning was much more intentional i feel like if it has some fine tuning that would be a good list to to reference not makes me laugh anybody can make you laugh a jokester can a comedian can make you laugh and you go go marry a comedian like those aren't qualifications i feel like for somebody who should be your wife like a wife is somebody who you are spending the rest of your life with you want somebody who cannot just make you like of course if you want to laugh great put that on the list but like makes you laugh should not be one of the three things that you have like he only has three things perfectly imperfect makes me laugh and forgives me for being an idiot like to me that's actually less of an admirable list than his list before because his list before included practical things whereas now his list is just surface level anywho overall rating of the book five out of ten i definitely liked the book but i don't think i would buy the book or per se read it again interest rating nine out of ten it definitely held my interest the entire way um but it was the way (laughs) it was in the way disney channel holds the interest of little girls who want to be princesses like i (laughs) and i feel like that's so mean but it's so true like it was interesting because i myself love romance and so i'm like one of those type of people who just enjoy romantic um things and so it was very interesting also i feel like it was interest interesting because it was like a new thing i've never seen before i've never seen like a guy with a list um 
and so that was interesting originality rating i would say nine out of ten as well i i might not be well read enough but i've never seen a story like this one before where a guy has a list and he's trying to find a, a wife and then you know they scheme and try to get him with i don't know maybe i have seen it before i don't even know but it just felt original um syntax rating so like i said syntax is the sentence structure uh five out of ten it's super easy to read but it's not deeply invoking like their adjectives are used way too much to describe everything and like i said i only want to rate the syntax because i want to compare it to dune and i want to talk about what i noticed in dune's in dune's syntax um but yeah the story structure like the structure of the story it seemed rushed at the end um and i felt like i was missing something like when selena changed her mind all of a sudden at the end of the book and decided to marry him like i just i felt like i was missing something like it felt like okay how did she get here though like all of a sudden she first this is what happens though and 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 romance novel writers love to do this and they love to do this in hallmark movies too where everybody gets frustrated and then mr malcolm was frustrated so he didn't even want to talk to selena but then he finally came around but then by the time he came around selena was frustrated she didn't want to talk to him. girl okay like that's old that's just called dragging the story that's called dragging the story because you don't have any other plot structure set up and so the only way that you can create tension in the story is by having somebody mad at somebody for some reason and they ain't telling them why and nobody's talking and there's a whole bunch of miscommunication and then somebody plots and schemes to get with and it's just like that's old and i don't like that um and then the story structure rating like the actual structure of the story oh no no that that's i just said that that's seven out of ten um i would say overall if you like romance novels that are interesting have a slightly new take but aren't well written definitely go for this book if you're a person who's very like i'm good i don't want to really and i felt like they was kissing too much in the book too like there's too many times where they're just kissing 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 and back in the day in the 17th in the 18th century it wasn't really like at least from the novels that i've read that were like dated to that to that time they didn't really kiss that much it wasn't very acceptable to have that type of affection outside of a courtship or outside of a marriage and so for them to not be officially courting one another or officially married there was a lot of like romantic gestures going on in the story and i was like that's definitely a modern take on 18th century like i said it wouldn't be 18th century so bad it really did but it just wasn't and it wasn't well written um and so anywho it was pretty interesting i'm actually gonna watch the movie because i want to see how the movie compares to the book but overall it was a pretty interesting book pretty cool um and yeah that's my whole entire rating on the book mr malcolm's list thank you for listening bye